0: Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. I am your hostess, Nicole DiVincennes, a.k.a. Figatechic911. Awesome to have you here today. Hey, listen, we're talking about, uh, today we did a podcast earlier, which was organizational leadership and the importance of operating on a timeline. And after I closed it out, I immediately got another thought and started thinking to myself, you know what? Talked a lot in that podcast about what precludes your ability to have time sensitivity and time awareness because of the issues of stress from electronics or things that capture your attention. What I failed to actually bring up is the role of nutrition. Now that may sound bizarre, and that may sound like seem like a total stretch. Like, what is this girl talking about? How is this even remotely close to one another? But This is what I'm gonna tell you. If you listen in that last podcast, we talked quite a bit and at great detail about what happens to your body physiologically when you're under any amount of stress. And the example that I gave was stuff that comes in through your senses, stuff that puts you into a state of heightened awareness, whether you're afraid of something, whether you're highly focused on something, or things that come in through your senses. And I gave you the example of a computer or electronics increasing your body's production of adrenaline. Okay, and what that actually does is it actually makes your body secrete adrenaline which puts you in what we call a stress state. It puts you into fight or flight. And what happens to your body, I'm gonna roll this in with nutrition here, is it decreases peripheral vision so you lose your situational awareness. You lose your awareness of time, which was how we applied that concept in the last thing, operating on a timeline, like you lose it. And you don't hear really well, you don't process information really logically, and you don't verbally communicate well, and you lose fine motor dexterity, like nothing works in your favor when you're under stress. And that was just the example of having electronics in your life. Okay. And how that actually impairs a lot of people's ability to put, we call this operating on a timeline when you are setting up your appointments or setting up your calendar and you find that you either have time overlapping or you're just, you're plugging in an electronic calendar. You're just filling in the white squares and okay, here's open space. I'm going to book it over here. And you're not looking at the activities which are bookending that open space and you're not factoring in. And things that need to keep you alive, such as lunch or potty breaks or something like that. Okay, that was the example for there. But here, what I'd like to do is give you a little bit of nutritional guidance on how you can actually leverage the power of nutrition to buffer some of that stress and set yourself up for success especially if this means operating on a timeline, but you're gonna be able to apply this to anything. So here's what this looks like. So I'm building this online uh, training and coaching academy and I come from a healthcare background. And all along my travels, I was very fortunate to have just tremendous opportunity and got to learn about a lot of stuff in a lot of different areas. And me, I like to become a master of everything. So I take it to like the highest degree and learn everything, everything down to like the level of the electron as it pertains to the human body. One of my specialties is the role of stress, like the neuroendocrine response to anything that happens inside of your body. Anything that you do to your body, anything that you put inside of your body, anything that you expose your body to impacts what happens between your brain, all of the nerves, and all the chemicals that it produces. And that can actually work to your benefit or to your detriment. And here's what we know. Okay, I'm going to tie this into nutrition and how this is going to help you in your leadership role is that as we get busier and busier, we look for more conveniences. We talk about, like, you have less time available to you. You have to have systems or things in place to take the place of what you would be doing manually. So what do we do? We default to computers. We default to uh, food, places to prepare our food for us. And if you're not paying close attention to what's going on, you can find yourself, like, in a world of trouble. Well, when you're under high amounts of psychological stress you're feeling stress so stress is actually a noun it's not a feeling stress is a noun it's a person place or thing that causes what we call the stress response in your body so it's that whole lack of peripheral vision thing, da 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 da, da. it causes your heart rate to increase, it causes the, the contractile force of your heart to increase exponentially, it causes your blood to be shunted towards the core of your body, like, the stress response in your body is really intriguing, and it plays out in a lot of different places in your life. And so as I'm building this academy, you can apply it towards any specific area of your life, but my commitment as a healthcare practitioner is to your life as a whole. So this is more like a nutritional program for your life. You can piece it out and apply it to any area, personal, professional, or whatnot. But honest to God, I like to see you well as a whole entire person and not just like getting results in one area at the detriment of your health or your relationships or your finance or whatever i'm committed to you as an entire being okay so that's where this all comes from so it makes sense then to bring in the role of nutrition where do we make our mistakes how do we bolster it up for success this that and the other okay so we're not going to be able to cover all this information in one podcast It would be a huge disservice. I'm more than happy to come out to your agency and we can do seminar-style training for you, your group, or whomever. Definitely handle this in my, you know, one-on-one coaching. Yes, yes, yes. But let's give you, you know, some takeaway pearls here so you understand how this all fits together. Okay? So nutrition when you're under stress. This is what you need to know. When you have, I'm just going to like lay this out for you and then we'll iron out the creases and give you some practical how-to tips on how to correct this stuff. This is what you need to know. There's things that cause your body to be in a stress state. I already mentioned them. Electronics, things, you know, psychological stress, things like that. But things that come into your body, food and drink. And other chemicals of you know supplements elicits whatever pharmaceuticals whatever it causes physiologic change inside of your body all of which pretty much put you in the stress state now this is going to tie into your blood sugar this is going to tie into your energy levels this ties into your moods this ties into a lot of different things so what my goal with this section here is to just give you some very basic fundamentals On nutrition so that when and if you're ready to move forward and commit we have a strong foundation on which to build okay this is no different than if I was talking to you as a patient and you told me that you had chest pain there's no blanket recommendation if you have chest pain I got to ask you a bunch of questions and find out why you're having chest pain I mean are you having a heart attack or did you just get shot in the chest (laughs) <laughs> like you're laughing, but I mean, there's clearly like, yeah, I would, yeah, right. Treatment may kind of be the same. I mean, the goal is to keep you alive, <laughs> but at the end of the day, the definitive treatment is markedly different. If you have a bullet hole, you know, that goes through your lungs versus you're having a heart attack because your coronary arteries are plugged up or spasm shut from whatever reason. Okay. All right. So as long as we have our expectations properly aligned, then we can march forward. Okay. So the role of nutrition inside a stressful lifestyle, when you have foods and drinks in your diet, which are highly processed, are high in sugar, have caffeine in them or stimulant effects. And sorry to tell you, sorry, not sorry, that includes chocolate as well. All right, so I'm, I'm blasting everything down there. I know this is as well. You take certain prescription medications, you're taking energy drinks. What that does is it puts you into that stress state. I know it sounds kind of weird. And what I'd like to do also is take you off of the packaging of your food. We just had a conversation last night my girlfriend and I we were we were talking about different foods and we were looking at the label of chicken it was and it turned out that this chicken that advertised itself as like the healthy form had more like way more sodium than like five times more sodium than what you would normally think would normally be in that serving size and it was labeled as the healthy fare so there's straight up nutrition and then there's marketing okay so I'm teaching you straight up nutrition and I'm not talking to the marketing stamp on any food that you may be eating so if it says healthy I always look five times rather than just believe what's on the packaging okay that's just because of the way that it is the discussion you can go have the discussion somewhere else okay so come back to the fundamentals gotcha on that one too you're welcome okay so when we're looking at these certain foods they actually put your body into a high stress state partially because it causes these chemical changes which cause adrenaline production but when you have foods that are easily broken down In your body, so it's foods that have undergone a lot of processing. So it's stuff which is made of flour, okay? Food starts out maybe as wheat or as oats or something. It gets processed in a mill into a powder. We know it is flour. We use the flour to make certain things. All right, when that goes into your body, it's kind of like it's helping you digest, like it just is, (laughs) it's already broken down. So it actually, it gets absorbed super quick and it can cause your blood sugar levels to spike up super, super high, which for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction that causes your blood sugars then to drop super, super low because most people, unless you're diabetic, then produce an equal and opposite amount of insulin to counter the blood sugar. And then you have these terrible energy energy crashes and you're terrible to be around. And that affects everything. That affects your personal and professional performance on any level. Like no one wants to be around you. You're angry all the time. You have crying spells. You have brain fog. You're making mistakes. You screw up, you know, any project that you're working on. If you're working on your financials. I mean, it's just like a ridiculous thing. And then, you know, we ask you, you know, did you eat today? And you're like, oh, yeah, I had a, a, I don't know, a breakfast bar or something like that. And you're like, well it's made of all this stuff. Look at the label. There's all these sugars in there. There's chocolate in there. It's made of this processed food. Like when you start to understand how food works in the body, it changes how you eat because your, your focus changes on, I need this food to fuel me. That's my angle on everything is food at the end of the line, like the bottom line, rather food is fuel. And I love food. Don't get me wrong. I love to cook it. I love to eat it. I love making fancy meals. I love desserts. Like I love all of it. I totally do. I will use that kind of a meal maybe once a week, but the rest of the week, I am so hell bent on my fricking goals and keeping myself in line with the things that have to take place between now and the next you know, 40 years of my life, not that it ends at 40, but I have more goals after the next 40, that I'm so clear on that. I need right now as much energy as I can and I refuse to allow something to derail me. And that includes what I eat on a day-to-day basis. So that may sound like ridiculously disciplined, and maybe this is coming from, I don't care where it comes from. This is this is a habit that I put up during bodybuilding contests. Like, I need that food to fuel my workouts. That was the priority, okay? I can't allow for exceptions in there. I can't not have all of my food, and I can't have extra food because I'm clear on that goal. I've got that focus. Same exact thing here. Right now, I'm building a company. I'm doing what I've never done before, right? And I also operate as, an, as a part-time employee, and I'm a very, very, very high-level athlete. Which is kind of funny. I'm 45 years old. I'm probably in better shape now than I was in high school. And I was an athlete then, but I mean, now I'm like freaking ridiculous. So I've got energy pull on me in all directions because as a business owner, you are your bookkeeper, your accountant, you are your marketer, which there's a huge amount of creative flow there. You're your strategic planner, you're the CEO, you're the CFO, you're the employee, you're the team leader. (laughs) Like... you're all these things. You're like in the business, you're the coach, you're the trainer, you're the speaker, you're the podcaster, you're the course creator, like you're all this stuff. And then as the employee, like I'm an employee, I'm in sales. And then over here, I'm this high level athlete, like there's energy demands on me all the freaking time. And so when you start shaving off exceptions, like I know now what I need nutritionally to fuel my days, I honest to God, like I pack all my stuff up, it's a non-negotiable, all I have to do is actually eat what's in my cooler and I don't even have to fucking worry about it. It gives me so much free peace of mind and I don't have those labile uh, swings in my moods because of how I eat actually stabilizes my blood sugar, it stabilizes my mood which helps me operate at high levels all the time without getting sick and without having you know breakdowns in the relationships without having mistakes or anything else like it's pretty freaking awesome but that's just because of that high level of commitment that i have towards my goals now maybe you're not there maybe you are just beginning on your pathway nutrition is not just what you eat it's actually how you eat meaning underlying habits Okay, so when you're trying to move from eating and then having energy crashes or not eating all morning and then being so freaking hungry, you're like chew your arm off and everybody hates to be around you and you're, you're like, maybe you're a high processed food and you're trying to clean things up. Like as you're moving through it, it can seem like you're walking in a lot of mud because you, you're feeling different ways and now all of a sudden I have these food cravings and now all of a sudden like I feel really, really good but then the weekend is here and everybody wants to go out and I'm off my plan and like what you keep on allowing with these exceptions is you allow these huge vacillations in, in I guess, in your habits. And it translates out to the negative because your body fuels forward. It always pulls on what you ate over the past 24 hours to fuel you for today. And certain foods worsen that. Certain foods put you in a stress response. So it actually worsens whatever you have already operating on on your day-to-day. So that's the detriment of nutrition. The cool thing about nutrition is that you can eat in very strategic ways so that you can have optimized, continual, predictable energy that can last you for hours on end, can keep you totally satisfied, it can be super, super tasty, you know, and give you a lot of freedom and ability to perform at high levels without having crashes. You see the change in perspective there, is like your goal is to figure out like what's gonna be fueling my energy demands. I need the energy, I need the attention, I need the concentration, I need the happy mood, I need the creativity, I need the athletic performance, I need this, I need a fuel source, that's my food, that comes from what I'm eating. So when you're you're making adjustments, if I could give you a couple of powerful strategies on what's gonna help you step out of that okay, the number one thing that I will tell everybody hands down, okay, and this is not the what, this is the how, this is the eat breakfast. I don't always care what people are eating, and again, this depends on where you are. Best case scenario, you have my mega pancake, you know, one of my recipes out of my cookbook. Everything in there is nutritionally balanced so that you have the best food. But maybe you're not in the habit there yet, so you need to practice the habit of eating breakfast. So eat something. Make something that's grab-and-go. Grab a thing of yogurt. Grab a banana with some peanut butter. I mean, do something. I mean, you're an adult here. I mean, handle it. Okay. The other thing is drink water. How much water? More than you're drinking. If you can honestly look me in the eyes and say, I think that I'm drinking enough water, then, you know, kumbaya, that's great. But I would venture to say that if you are an average American, if you're not drinking enough water, so unless you're on a water restriction, freaking drink more. And I did a podcast several, you know, weeks back now on this very thing that stepped you through this. I wanted to bring this back into light as a reminder. Because this, this comes around and around and around. Yeah oh my god, yeah, I got my time, I'm operating on a timeline, I'm getting my stuff together, and holy shit, like I fell I fell off the proverbial wagon with my nutrition. It's you've got to move it to a priority. We're just at a time in life where there's so much pull on you, whatever's happening. You know, there's so much demand from electronics. There's so much stuff which is filling up your schedule. At the end of the day, you're a human, not a robot. And you can do certain things to, I guess not alter your, your physiology, but you can, you can manipulate your body to do a lot of different things. But at the end, you still have to support it because stress in your body, like you only get so much stress buffer in the body before it starts to shut down and everybody's is different. So if you support it from the get, you're able to push through highly stressful times at high levels. And not have, like, oh my god, all of a sudden now I feel like I have the flu and I'm freaking flat on my ass the day before my presentation is supposed to be or the, the two days before I'm supposed to leave on a plane for 16 hours. Like, you're always, you're positioning yourself to win from the get. You can do that with nutrition. So breakfast is one. Drink more water is another one. Another one would be eat foods which look most like they occur in nature. <laughs> For real. Like, if you look at the, lo- the loaf of bread that says whole grain on it, well, what's the grain? It's wheat. Does that loaf of bread look anything like a wheat stalk? It doesn't. And we, we laugh. I know we don't eat the wheat stalk. But the point in case here is that what the end product is after processing, if it looks nothing like it did in nature, then that's actually going to contribute to that stress end of eating and cause all those, you know, vacillations and the volatile mood swings and the volatile energy patterns that happen from operating on that side as opposed to eating something which is more, you know, whole food like vegetables or protein or whatnot, potatoes, sweet potatoes, things like that. Does that make sense? And this is where it gets super, super exciting that if you're wanting to operate at high levels, you have the choice on how how much emphasis you want to put behind your nutritional program or not. But if you're finding that you're continually ending up disappointed and I still feel like shit and this, that, and the other, you have to always look back and say, well, am I actually positioning myself to win with my nutrition? Am I allowing for exceptions? Am I going out on the weekends? Am I, you know, sabotaging all of my efforts by eating a whole entire deep dish Chicago style pizza and a big pitcher of beer? You know what I'm saying? Like you laugh about it, but you can't I think my biggest contention is that when I hear people complaining that they're not making progress and they're blaming it on their boss or the wife or this or that or you know, I was born in this town or I I don't have this, that and the other, you may have circumstances, but you're you're not stuck there you you've got to you have to assume responsibility for every single thing that if you're not making 100% commitment and putting forth 100% effort to do it 100% all the way then where i have the angle as your coach is i can only assist you so far but it always comes back to you that if you're not getting results there is something which you're not doing right i'm sorry Okay, so when you, this is how we maintain that element of being coachable. And this is, it it sounds, I know there's a lot of people who may be new on this podcast. And I will guarantee you that if that sounds offensive to you, I would ask that if it pushes a button, my coaching style, it probably is pointing at something that you already know exists and is a problem. And a good coach is not going to just, it's okay, you're all right, you'll get it next time. Like, the coach who's, gonna, who's going to take you to the next level has hard lines in the sand and forces you to look at your own shit. And that's where I excel. This is so funny. I, you know what, if you knew, like, growing up, I was a pretty, like, mild, mild-mannered kid. You know, I didn't didn't create a lot of waves for my parents, you know, I was very, very responsible and was very, I think, quiet and I always kept myself very, like, self-entertained. I never needed a lot of stuff to keep me busy or occupied. And, you know, as life goes along, you know, you guys have heard, you know, my stepdad had cancer. And so you acquire different responsibilities early on. And I worked in my family businesses early on and learned how to answer the telephone as a professional, you know, early on, like eight years old. Like everything happened around eight years old and developed those skill sets. And then as I went on you know, had very, very high-level conversations, you know, as a young child, and then went on to college, and then, you know, worked in a university setting as a nurse, where I was dealing with some individuals who were a lot rougher around the edges than I was. And I also grew up in an Italian family, so even though I didn't speak a lot of back I witnessed how people defended themselves uh, verbally coming from an Italian family and uh, so I think that probably played into it but once I was operating in that space of a really really challenging um, environment as a nurse I had to learn how to have the right conversation with people with low emotional intelligence And people who had, like, greater physical prowess over me, who would not always verbally threaten me if I didn't do something correctly, but if we didn't, you know, serve them fast enough, or if they didn't understand what was going on, they often got very, very upset. And you had to learn how to handle yourself in those spaces. And I remember one time there was this guy who... His kid was hit by a car and um, the kid was not doing well. And he was brought in by an ambulance, the township, they did not do like advanced um, operations. They were what we call basic life support. So they administer oxygen, they can do CPR, but they don't do like IVs and, and things like that. So this kid was not doing good. Like he came in, he was having all kinds of problems. Uh, One of which was called posturing and he had massive head trauma and it kind of it causes your body to do weird stuff when you have these massive brain injuries and um, it, it causes you to like your hands make these abnormal movements and um this dad was freaking out and the dad was big the dad was like he stood over me and um he was actually in the way and he was in the way of my being able to take care of his kid but it was because he was so incredibly freaked out and he there was some racial prejudice that was going on there like he was afraid of white people like this came out much later but that was some of it was just going on but my job as the nurse is not to allow him to he couldn't stand there anymore like he was upset that we weren't helping his son but he was actually a physical barrier and a threat and i just remember I squared off to him, and I said, do you want me to, like, I stopped. I told the trauma team to get away from this kid, and I looked this father, like, up, like, up at him, and I said to him, do you want me to help your son? Yes or no? And he said yes. Like, I made him look at me. Like, I I had his face in my hands. I made him look at me, and I said, you know what? You're standing in my way. And he just stood there and I got his attention, right? I got into his stress space and I I got his focused attention and I said, (laughs) stand here. And I pointed to the space on the floor. I said, you can stand there. And I turned and I said, and don't move. And then I turned back around to him and I said, and don't you fucking touch me. And the man stood there and he allowed us to do everything that we needed to do so that his kid could be taken care of. But you had to allow, like you had to learn how to bolster yourself up. And that's how I learned to be such a strong coach because now I coach what I call strong-willed individuals. <laughs> In- it's a funny, like, you you attract what you are, not what you want. Everybody that I coach is freaking strong-willed as hell. And so i coach some of the most strong-willed individuals you will ever find some that come from like really really rough and tough beginnings others are like major like control freak like girls and it does first responders i mean it doesn't matter like i can have those conversations with you getting back to the point is because i've been groomed to be that coach who will call you to the line and show you when you're effing up and you're getting in your own way in your own detriment and that's what you can count on from me and maybe that you know I rarely have to like get to that level (laughs) like I like to just be a normal conversant person but what you can count on is that when you're when you're messing up I will let you know (laughs) and I will have that point of conversation with you even if it means how you're eating is going to be to your detriment I have no problem with that Sometimes I wonder like how I even have friends because I can be like, honestly, that I, I consider myself to be clear in my communications. I don't consider myself to be brazen. I consider myself to be clear, very clear. But that's what you need when you're looking to move next station. And I will encourage you. I will never. What's the word? I won't carry you I'll walk with you I'll show you the places to step the place is not to step I'll show you I always paint out gold standard the thing that's going to give you the best at the end of the day it's up to you on whether or not you choose to ex- execute on that does that make sense so there's a little bit more, I just wanted to dip into that quickly a little bit about nutrition. I mean, it opens up a whole Pandora's box, something that we would, we could spend, you know, hours and hours and hours on. But you want a little bit more information about Nutrition for Stressful Times, I actually have as a free download on my fitness website, I have chapter one of Nutrition for Stressful Times. So it's going to get into a little bit more about the things that put you into that stress state. Okay? And what that's going to do, it's going to show you, it's going to point out the flaws in your nutrition program. And then it's up to you on what to replace them with. Okay? The stuff that looks more like it comes in nature rather than, you know, what appears in the packaging. That's the end of the story. Okay? So if you go to my my fitness website, which is actually figurechick911.com, all right? And then you scroll down, let me think. I'm, I'm, I'm doing website design right now, and so I have to remember, if you go actually, once you enter the academy, like it'll give you like the enter the academy here button, or there's gonna be at the top right, a link that says store, click on the store, and then scroll down, it will say chapter one, nutrition for stressful times. You can download that chapter, it will be downloaded, it will also be emailed to you. Just know in advance, like I wrote it, my intended target audience is individuals, who come from the health and fitness space so people who so it, it's it talks about qualifying clients you know for my fitness professionals it talks more you know about some of the physiologic things that happen with stress and nutrition you know for the people who are up in that space but it's not beyond your capability if you don't come from those from those industries to understand what's going on Okay. So it's free. It's chapter one, help yourself, invite your friends. do whatever you need to do. Figurechick911.com. That's the fitness website, you know, and rock it on, you know, so build yourself a solid foundation so that you can go and carpet by your damn DM, right? Cause that's what it's all, that's what it's all about. Oh. All right. I'm off. I got coaching appointments, make it a great day and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining.